you for listening in on Tent of Testimonies podcast. This is the official podcast of the Tent of Testimonies International under the leadership of Prophet Dr. Fred Akama and Senior Pastor Maureen Akama. As you listen to this and other amazing sound biblical teachings, our aim is to equip you with the Word of God so that you can grow into an effective believer. In today's podcast, we do believe that you will be imparted with the knowledge of God, spiritual truths, and kingdom principles that will positively affect your spiritual life. Be blessed as you listen, and may you come back with a great testimony. Say hallelujah. Now, I want to give a brief word, then we shall go through a session of deliverance. We're having something called womb deliverance. Say womb deliverance. This is deliverance from the womb. Deliverance? You want to do it from the womb all the way to where you are now. Is that okay? Why womb deliverance? Because some people are conceived bad. Some people are conceived, they are conceived wrong. For example, if you are, if you are conceived as a result of rape, Trauma was passed to you at conception. Can you see that? If you're a child of rape. I don't mean you're you're not a normal human being. You're a normal human being and you're a child of God. But that incident caused trauma to be passed to you at conception. So you're already conceived with the foothold of the enemy in your life. Is that okay? And like I said, rape is not necessarily violence-based. This, this, there can be rape within marriage. So the fact that your mother and father were married at the time of your conception does not mean there was no rape. It's possible to have rape within marriage. So it must deliver you. Say here. Say here. So we are going to have womb deliverance. So deliver you at conception or between conception and school. <coughs> there are some people when they were born, uh, they were jumped to Alirukwa. When they were born, they were jumped. They were rejected. So you, 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 you suffer rejection right from? You are, you are born like this and you're already rejected. The man responsible is already jumping 10 foot high. He's saying, I don't want, it's not my case, I am not concerned, this and that. Some are born with accusation. You are born and the person concerned is already accusing the other person concerned. That is not mine, you must have done something. Am I talking? So you are born already with accusation over your head. Then you go to school. Even if everything else was okay, you get to school and then the teachers, because they have authority over you and they are spiritually ignorant, they start cursing you. You're stupid. You'll never make it anywhere. How thick are you? Things like this. 
And as our class one, class two, you are taking these things in. I am thick. I'm ugly. Your, de- your desk mate starts intimidating you. Because them, they have, you know, in our time, if you had a, what do you call this? Mathematical set. A geometrical set. You're a, you're a, a big wig. Eh? You're a hotspot. Hey, Oxford, eh? If you had the Oxford, you could a protractor. <laughs> now, I don't know what that other, other thing was called. I just remember protractor was a big deal. Eh? Eh, compass. Eh, calipers. Oh, I don't know what that thing was. <laughs> if you have this, you are a big wig. You are, you are a celeb. So if you, are, if you are a child and your own mother cannot afford... You're already collecting trauma. Am I talking? In class, the teacher is looking for protractor. You, you have to wait for somebody to finish, then you ask. Tafadali ni idea na? Na usiaribu protractor yangu. You get it, hey, but the thing you get it with. You are given, but the abuse you get as, a, as an attachment, as an accompaniment to this protractor will stay with you for life. Say, understand. Then the teacher also comes, you, you don't have protractor. It's not your fault. You also want protractor, but the parents can't afford. It's not that you got the money and ate it. You don't have it. Say, understand. So for some people, school was trauma. So you managed to clear primary school without protractor. Then you enter secondary school. Then the biggest issue in secondary school is, are you sleeping on the top bunker or the bottom? Uh-huh. When you go for supper, are you getting top layer? Eh? Or what? Or the bottom layer? Or are you the one who carries bed bags to school? There were some people in high school, we knew them. Once they have arrived, you know they have arrived with the livestock. <laughs> they understand. So if you're this kind of person, you come out with the trauma. When people are having innings and outings, you nobody comes to you. The shape of your mouth alone A lot of things create trauma in people. Is that okay? Simple things create trauma in kids. Like um, people have mail. They are being read. Somebody is always getting mail from Pangani girls. <laughs> you, a whole academic year passes. No one has written you. you sometimes now you go write to yourself now. <laughs> and, and you post it. <laughs> so that at least you can appear. That, that... Uh, People care about you when it's you as written to yourself. Others used to get letters and post them on the notice board. Waonekane, wamepata kakitu. So all your life you live like people don't want you. So if you're told God wants you, you doubt. You do what? You doubt. Because all your life nobody has ever... Wanted you. So who is this God who wants me? So you think in your head, 
I'm not one I am not one So if I come here and try to convince you that Jesus Christ wants you so much that he died for you, you cannot reconcile. Your soul was wounded. You cannot reconcile. You cannot reconcile. Today we want to heal wounded souls. We want to expose those wounded souls to God so that they can be healed. So that they can be? So that they can be? People walk around smiling, yet they are broken. They are really broken. People are broken. And the thing they are broken about didn't happen yesterday, most likely. It happened a long time. But we have grown so skilled at putting them in a dark corner and moving on with life. Yet they are festering there as an injury in our soul. The condition of your soul will determine the condition of your life. It does not mean if you have a wounded soul, you are not born again. You are born again. But you are crippled internally. You are born again, but you are crippled. You are like this guy called Mephibosheth. who was the son of David. The Bible says, Mephibosheth ate at the king's table. And he was lame in his feet. So even though he was eating at the king's table, his shortcoming was visible to everybody. So we are trudging through life, carrying heavy load in our souls. Things we don't want to look at because they stink. They stink. They, stink. they remind us of who we don't want to be. But they have not been removed. They are there. Today you want them removed? Is that okay? Then next week I want to speak about how to Come out of soul ties. Soul ties. Our souls are wounded by two things. One, sin. And number two, trauma. Sin and trauma. Sin wounds our soul. Sin wounds our soul. A wounded soul will cause you two things. One, sickness, physical sickness. And number two, poverty. A wounded soul will result in two things in your life. One, physical sickness. Number two, poverty. Second Samuel chapter 9 verse 13 says, So Mephibosheth 
dwelt in Jerusalem, for he ate continually at the king's table, and he was lame in both his feet. So the man had to be carried to the king's table and carried out of the king's table. But he was lame. You can be an, as anointed as whoever, but if you have a wounded soul, you will break people. You will break because broken people, broken people, break people. Broken people break people. Hurting people hurt people. Hurting people hurt people. They transmit their heart onto others. The Bible says, Beloved, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. So your prosperity and your status of health is dependent on the condition of your soul. Your soul must be healed so that God can move you forward. Say, understand. Third John 1, 2 says, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health. How? Even as your soul prospers. So your good health and your prosperity is directly proportional to the condition of your soul. A lot of you after today, after you have removed that trauma, you'll find that, that health problem has disappeared. That stagnation and debt has disappeared. You'll find deals now coming around your way. You will find that people now begin to, destiny helpers begin to come around you. You'll find that addiction has been dropped from your life. In Jesus' name. And you'll actually be happy. You know, a lot of people are not. People are stressed. There's so much stress everywhere. People are living high tension life. From one problem, one crisis to another crisis. There are people, there's no time in their life when there's no crisis. Every time is problem time. There's no day they wake up and they're just happy. They're always waking up juyambio. Wanamka? Eh, eh, eh. They're always running after something. Every time is crisis time. Something is going wrong. Somebody's after them. What? Really? There's a time I used to live in Mombasa. I used to switch off my phone. Why? Because of the, all the crisis calls. That will come because I was in debt. Everybody's calling from every direction. So to have some peace, I switch it off. But the badness, I used to do brokerage business. If you switch it off, also you can't get business. Because So switch on chip. Kidogo niyo ne iyo tried calling you eh? Nijuni nani? 
kama ni ya pesa napiga haraka alafu na Some people are in this situation now. Now, Banagi, you, you, you are behaving like this. Umechelewa na rent. And the agent, landlord, what? You need your soul healed. Say here. Say here. Say I understand. The book of Psalm 103 says, Bless the Lord, O my soul. And all that is within me, bless his holy name. It says, bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. So you're the benefits of the Lord are through the soul. Am I talking? Which are these benefits? Who forgives all your iniquities? After he has forgiven all your iniquities, what does he do? Oh, so you are, the diseases are connected to the iniquities that are connected to the soul. Ah. So if the iniquity can be removed from the soul, then the diseases will be healed. Verse 4 says, who redeems? Ah, so the destruction of your life is connected to your soul. Who does what? So your acceptance of God's loving kindness is connected to the condition of your soul. And tender mercies. And then? Ah. So what your mouth is eating is a direct consequence of what is on your soul. So that your youth is renewed like an eagle's. That's why if you see someone with so much stress, they look old. Life has beaten someone. When, li- when life has beaten someone, you can tell, eh? How can you tell? How they look. Uh-huh. You see them. You see, that time in Mombasa, that's when I developed gray hair. I was young. But gray hair came out. For real. Death can bring gray hair. It's gray hair. It's true. You are looking, you're, you're literally growing old because of death. <coughs> There's a saying from somewhere. It says somebody with money, the face is clean, eh? Okay, it's in a native language. It sounds much better. <laughs> somebody with money and some... You, you can look somebody with money and somebody without money, eh? How do, you can tell. When they come out, you say, <laughs> and another one, when they come out, you know this one, Struggle. I told you the day we went to buy a house and we were hustler kingdom. Could you have everywhere? And you want to go do deals of millions. That's why perception matters. How you arrive in a place matters. There are people who arrive in a place 
I don't know where he went. The person decided to, uh, let me, let me, I can't remember what deal is this we are doing. The man said, let me, let me see you out. There is, the, the lawyer came and told me, he does this to check what kind of car. Hey. Let me see you out. It's not that he loved me so much, he wants to show me the door. He wants to check which kind of car you arrived in. So that he knows, is he wasting his time? Or is there something here? Because you cannot be talking millions and you're saying Uber. The man is wasting his time. So he must check to know, is there something here? Or should we just move on? There are people, they go to a place that there's no collateral required. Because people know them. They're good for it. This money. Is that okay? There are some, they go to the place, even the collateral you have, you must add the one for your grandmother because people are doubting that. Bring the ID of your great-grandmother. Have the letter of the chief. Dio must sign. Why we doubt you? You wewe wewe ni kama utakimbia na ikitu. Unakastrago. Why? Condition of your soul. So sin leaves a wound in your soul. The sin that we commit against ourselves will leave us wounded. The sin that we commit against ourselves. This is number one. For example, if you abort, it will leave something. Is that okay? It will leave? That, that if it is not removed, will haunt you. Is that okay? So we must remove it. Say here. So you committed that against yourself, but it left a wound. So there are some people who did that. That wound must be removed so that you can move on. Is that okay? Or the sin that we commit against others. Like if you murder somebody, you can't live well. Is that okay? If you've ever killed someone, or even if it was just by accident, you're driving, you knock someone and they die. Something is something. Eh? Something is left with you. If you are violent with someone, if you're, you have to find a way of removing that thing. Otherwise, there's a wound that remains there. Say, understand? Or sin that is committed by others against us. Sin that is committed by others against us. They also leave wounds. If someone abuses you, mistreats you, swindles you, it leaves a wound. Lives a wound in your soul. If someone rejects you, the people suffer rejection a lot. Eh? It leaves wounds until now they cannot be able to go out again and try. Relationships are a, a fertile ground for soul wounding. Relationships are what? A fertile ground 
for soul wounding. A lot of soul wounding happens in the context of relationships. Family relationships, friendships, romantic relationships. These are conducive grounds where people leave those places with a soul wound. Trauma, trauma is the second reason where, where people get wounded in the soul. Something happens to you, a violent act or loss, you lose a loved one, especially during this um, pandemic period. A lot of people have suffered loss. And that's why this part of the reason why I need to talk about this. A lot of people suffered loss. And that loss has made them be wounded in the soul. People have lost loved ones. Some people have lost sources of income. They lost their jobs. They were downsized. Some people have lost their salaries. They're working for free now. People lost opportunities. Loss. Loss brings trauma. Things like accidents. If you see people who have had accidents, they, they, they are never the same. Every time they see a vehicle, they, there's a fear that enters. Now, a soul wound starts in the natural but if it is left long, the enemy takes advantage of that situation and makes it spiritual. A soul wound can start in the natural, but if it is not dealt with, the enemy will take advantage of it and make it spiritual. The Bible says in the book of Romans that sin took advantage, took occasion of the law and killed me. So the enemy uses occasion of trauma in your life to introduce fear. You see, the fear was not there before, but the trauma created a wound, and the enemy took advantage of this opening and now introduced fear, and through fear now introduces bondage. The Bible says all their lives they were subject to bondage through fear. Romans 7:11 says, "For sin, taking occasion of the commandment, deceived me." And by it, it killed me. So what looked like a natural situation now becomes a spiritual situation. And when it becomes a spiritual situation, it means now it has, it has become a stronghold. Now you can pass it on. So something happened to you, but now because you didn't deal with it, now you are passing it on to the children now. So you are the one who had an accident. Because of the accident, a spirit of fear came over you. Because a spirit of fear comes over you and you have authority over your children, now it starts to torment your children also. And through that now, poverty comes, anger, and all these kind of things. 
Have you seen people with uncontrollable anger? When they get angry, they cannot be... You see, if you have anger that is spiritual, that you cannot control, you cannot be employed. I know someone who has lost four jobs. Why? Anger. The boss annoys them, kidogo. They throw th- in the office. They overturn desks. They put bank table. They d- what do you think your boss will do in my... J- Even if it was me, I would fire you. Now, because you are angry now, you are breaking things. You are doing what in the office? You are fired. So the, you can't keep a job unless you deal with anger. quiet. You're scaring me. <laughs> you're, you're bringing me trauma. Huh? <laughs> you're doing what? Oh, you're searching your heart. Uh-huh. There's a verse like that in the Bible. David said, search my heart. Oh, Lord. Today we are going to let the Lord do that. Put, put touch and search our hearts. Because we are very good, like I said, at putting things in a dark corner and not looking at them and dealing with them and removing them. If you take the dust in your bedroom and you put them in one corner and cover them nicely, however nicely you have covered them, they will begin to stink. Is that okay? They'll begin to do what? To stink. You love to deal with it at one point or another. Because it will do what? It will stink now. It will stink. You cannot apply makeup on a boil. That's not the way to deal with a boil. However much you cover the thing. A boil is? A boil. It needs to be dealt with. A lot of people have soulish boils and we are putting mascara. I think it's okay now. It looks nice and brown. It can't work. It must be dealt with. And dealing with it is not pleasant. See, I hear. That's why I want to make this one teaching. Then I move on because it's also not pleasant to me. I'm not enjoying because <laughs> nobody says I receive. No, everybody's looking at the neighbor. <laughs> this is for you. You must be hearing this. Everybody's thinking. I wish my auntie was here. Search me, O oh God, and know my heart. Try me and know my anxieties. Verse twenty-four. And see if there's any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. How do you know 
that you have a soul wound. How can you tell? What are the telltale signs that hapa kuna ki? Kuna kakitu. How can you tell that I have a soul wound? Number one, you have never moved on from the incident. You still hurt when you think about the, what happened. When you think about what happened, you still hurt. Say hallelujah. I'm just waking somebody up. We have like this. You know, I talk, I normally don't shout, so you can easily go to sleep. When I, when I, when I go on teaching mode, eh? I don't yell everywhere. So wave, 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 wave. Just wake up, wake up, wake up. This is important. Eh? You know, that's also a strategy of the enemy. When you're doing something important like this, you find now the, it's called spirit of slumber. It comes upon you. You feel like you're in bed, you're warm, everything is under. I think there's some heat here. Especially if you stayed up to watch Olympics. It is now beginning to catch up with you. Olympics are at 3 a.m., 4 a.m. Instead of praying, you're busy cheering marathon. Eh? No human is limited. Now, you're facing the consequences you are very much limited right now. Unaza kugawa shamba. So how can I tell that there's a soul issue? There's a soul wound. Number one, when you think about that incident, you're still hurt. You still feel it. You cannot talk about it without emotion. Is that okay? You have not gone past it. You cannot talk about it without relieving the incident. Maybe you're a lady and somebody raped you or you're uh, somebody sucked you. I saw a uh, Facebook clip of another man one day. He went back to the office. The boss had sucked him. I don't know if they saw him. He used to be a castleman. I didn't know him but he was trending another time. Do you have sucked me? You have done it. I will deal with you. They met with the boss. The man went back to the office and to cause drama because he had been sacked. He went with his wife. It was a family affair. He carried his wife. So the wife was there trying to placate him. He was yelling at the boss. It was standing on Facebook. You have sacked me. What? What? See, it's all wound. So if you cannot, if you st- cannot think about the issue and not be detached from it, it is still a wound, and it is blocking many things. Is that okay? Yes. Number two, if your speech always goes back to that thing, then you have not moved on. There are people, you cannot sit down and have a conversation or coffee without them mentioning that thing. Everybody you meet, you must tell that. It's an indication that you're still hurting. There's some one day I met a lady. We are trying to do some business. But the whole conversation was about the husband. <laughs> Negatively. My husband this. In, in one hour, I knew everything about their family. My, 
husband this, my husband there, my husband. So let's just sign the deal. My husband, my husband. She was almost my husbanding us to heaven. What's the problem? Soul wound. Is that okay? So if your conversation is filled with this thing, you know you have not moved on. You have a soul wound that needs to be dealt with. Number three, if you're bitter, if you feel bitterness, if you feel bitterness, bitterness either towards yourself, especially those who are molested when they were young, they start having bitterness towards themselves. The kids feel somehow I caused this. Somehow I must have invited this thing. So they develop bitterness towards themselves or either bitterness towards those who are supposed to protect them or if you develop bitterness towards God, whatever, man. If you, if you have bitterness, you have not moved on. You have not moved on. And if when you are dealing with the soul issue, one of the things you must deal with is what? Bitterness. We look at it. <coughs> Number four is a little hidden. Overcompensation. There are people because they have hidden the soul wound in a dark place, they tend to overcompensate. They try to fill that void with something else. So they go to overachieving. They do what? Overachieve. They are well, they are they are focused on other things. They are so focused because they, they are focused on this thing, not because they like this but because they're avoiding to deal with this. So you find they overachieve. They overcompensate. So a lot of high achievers, it's not because they chose to be high achievers. It's because there's something they're running away from. That's why you can find somebody has achieved so much, but they don't have peace. Because they didn't achieve because of achieving. They achieved because they're trying to avoid an issue. Overcompensation. The Bible talks about Jesus. He met a lame man at the pool of Bethesda. The man had been lame for 38 years. How long? Jesus met him at the pool of Bethesda and asked, would you like to be made whole? Jesus asked him a question. Would you like to be made whole? The man, just instead of just saying, yes, I would like to be made whole, started to bring out his issues. The man said, I have no man. Because an angel used to come to stir the water. He says, I have no man. To carry me inside when the angel stirs the water. John chapter 5 verse 6. When Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he had already been in that condition a long time, 
he said to him, do you want to be made well? The sick man answered him, sir. Well, okay, what is the answer to that question that Jesus asked? What's the answer? Yes. But the man, to show you that the man did it, or to show you that the condition of the man was not just lame. The man started bringing out his issues. Sir, I have no man to put me into the pool where the water is stirred up. But while I'm coming, another steps down before me. What is this man doing? No, this man is accusing people. First of all, he says, I have no man. In other words, where are my friends? I'm supposed to be having friends who wait with me here. So that this, when this thing is started, they put me in. Where's my family? He told Jesus, I've been rejected by my friends. I've been rejected by my family. I've been here 38 years. But even these people around, it's true. When the water is stirred, they don't consider that I've been here longest. The one who came yesterday because they have men and they have people to carry them. That's the way some of us are. Me, I had no uncle to take me to school. So loaned. My mother was divorced. I dropped at form two. I had a baby out of wedlock. They have reasons why, I'm, why I am like this. I am like this. Not that I don't want to be like others. I have reasons. I have reasons. So we get comfortable in our soul wound state because we can rationalize. So and so is doing well because their father was MD, connected them. So and so did like this because they had this uncle who took them to the US. So and so did like that because they were taught driving early. Me, I didn't have that. So I am like this. When you rationalize like this, then now you start taking it out on people who you think had a better start than you. You think God gave you a raw deal, so you are starting at a negative position and you are justified to be angry. You're justified to be cruel to people. You're justified to trample on people. You're justified to steal because you feel you didn't have as good a chance as somebody you know. Yet you're forgetting there are people who had worse chances than you. And they've moved on to do well. Hey, Banang. <laughs> okay, should we just end and we, it, it's go next week? You, you, you're looking stressed. <laughs> you, you, you're looking, you're looking. I'm feeling sorry. Maybe I'm coming on too hard. I don't know. Let me sugarcoat this a bit. 
We are blessed tomorrow. <laughs> I don't know. Sunny Sadashama. He used to have a neighbor. <laughs> People around me suffer. Eh? He used to have a neighbor. He used to have a mouth like this. True story. <laughs> he used to sit by his door. He married three wives, I think. He married, and one of them was taking care of him. So he would sit down at the door of that wife's house. No job, no nothing. He said, even us, we have very big ideas. It's only capital, capital. We just like capital, capital. Looks at him and say, you had capital. You married three wives with it. What are you telling us? Capital, capital. So the man has justified his sitting there. And doing nothing all day. Just sits, waits for the wife to go do, sell something and bring food. And they eat. Why? He doesn't have capital. He's sitting with a lot of ideas in his head. The only thing lacking in his life is what? Capital. I think he died or something. He didn't get that capital. I don't know what happened. <laughs> I lost touch eventually with him. I don't know what happened with him and capital story. But I suspect he didn't get it. The Bible talks about Jesus meeting a woman at the well of Cana. And Jesus struck up a conversation with her. In fact, the Bible says Jesus must, he, he must, he, he, he was compelled to change his route so that he could pass through the well of Jacob. So that he could fulfill prophecy. Is that okay? But Jesus met this woman at the well of Jacob. And Jesus to, uh, sent everyone away to go and buy lunch. So he was alone. It is one of the very rare occasions where Jesus was by himself. There are no SPFAs, protocol, whatever. It's just him. John chapter 4, yes. Now, Jacob's well was there. Jesus, therefore, being wearied from his journey, sat thus by the well. It was about six, the sixth hour. Go to that previous verse. Okay, let's, start, let's just read from verse 1. From verse uh, 2. Though, G eh, this is a good verse. Because we're about to have a baptism, eh? And I said I will not baptize anybody. Because of this verse. It says, Jesus himself. Eh, so it is the elders who must get inside water. Me, I'll remain dry. I am delivered in Jesus' name. <laughs> Jesus himself did not baptize, but his disciples. Next verse. He left Judea and departed again to Galilee. Verse 4. But he needed to go through 
So Jesus didn't just decide to go through some. The Bible says he needed to go through some area. Why? There was a woman there waiting for her life to be changed. So Jesus changed his route because of one woman. He needed to go through Samaria because there's a woman there who was about to get ministry. Verse 5. So he came to a city of Samaria which is called Sychar near the plot of ground that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. That's a whole teaching. Now Jacob's well was there. Jesus therefore being wearied from his journey sat thus by the well. You can say, you can see somebody's telling a story. The word thus there tells you what? Ah. It means somebody's talking. So it's demonstrating how Jesus sat. Eh? You know, Jesus sat this way. You yeah. He sat thus by the well. It was about the sixth hour. Verse 7. A woman of Samaria came to draw water. Jesus said to her, give me a drink. So Jesus knew the reason I was compelled to move through and come this route was this woman. So he decided that he struck up a conversation. He said, give me, give me a drink, give me water, let's cut a drink. Verse 8. For his disciples had gone away into the city to buy food. So Jesus ensured that the atmosphere was conducive for a deep conversation. There are no people were well, eavesdropping. There's no embarrassment um, for the woman. So he sent all the disciples away into the city to go buy food. Is that okay? <coughs> Verse 9. Then the woman of Samaria said to him, How is it that you, being a Jew, ask for a drink from me, a Samaritan woman? For Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. Verse 10. Jesus answered and said to her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is who says to you, give me a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you the living water. Verse 11. The woman said to him, sir, you have nothing to draw with, yet the well is deep. Where then do you get that living water? Verse 12. Are you greater than our father Jacob who gave us the well and drank from it himself as well as his sons and his livestock? Now listen, the conversation goes on for the sake of time. Jesus Asked this woman, where's your husband? The woman said, I have no. Good afternoon. What did the woman say? I have no husband. Then Jesus started to give prophetic word of knowledge and said, in fact, you have had how many husbands? Five husbands. She was not few. Five. But you need to understand, eh? in this culture, women could not divorce. It was men who divorced. This means this woman had been rejected five times. The issue was not husband. The issue was rejection. This woman had tried relationships and had been rejected five times by men. 
in this culture, it is only a man. It's like the Islam now. Eh? It's only a man who could initiate a divorce. So this woman had been attached to five men, and each of the five men had initiated a divorce against her. She's not the the fault was not hers. This is what I'm trying to say. See here, Likua Kienda, Alafa Nazma, Nimechoka Nayu, Hananda Pale, Nimechoka. No, no, the people were rejecting her. She was the victim, she was suffering. So Jesus had to deal with a soul wound. When Jesus finished dealing with the soul wound of the woman, the Bible says the woman went back to the city and told the men, not the women. She came back with who? Okay, the woman then left her water pot, went into the city and said to men. It means the area where she had been having a problem before. Where she had been rejected before. After the soul wound was healed, she went and conquered in that area and got a ministry in that area. After the healing of today, the place where you had been rejected before, the area where you had struggled before, the place where they had said you will never make it, that is where you are going to have a greatest testimony. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. She brought a whole lot of men now. And they listened to her. Because the soul wound had now been healed. I see you going to the top. I see you conquering everywhere. I see the days of your tears ending. In the name of Jesus. I see joy back in your soul. I see prosperity everywhere. I see you in perfect health. In the name of Jesus. And she became evangelist. How must I handle a soul wound? Okay, I can see I have a soul wound. What do I have to do to get out? What do I have to do to get rid of it? How can I be rescued?
We had a session on Wednesday, a brief session on this. I got a lot of feedback. Someone told me, I've been rejected by my mother for the last 33 years. After the Wednesday service, I was able to face this fact. And I think I have now overcome. Another one told me, last year at this time, I was going into depression. But I thank God, now I am alive and serving Jesus. So a lot of people are going to get healed this morning. It might be a waterworks service. You must have to engage ministry of water. But it is well. So long as you get healed in the, in the process. Is that okay? So in escaping this, we are going to look at it in two dimensions. One, the action points. And number two, the prayer points. The action points and the prayer points. Then I'll close the service, we'll pray. Well, at the end of the service, we shall do womb delivery. Is that okay? Delivery from, deliverance from the womb. Action points and prayer points. Action points are what you have to do. Prayer points are what you have to pray and believe God for. Am I talking? Number one action point Decide you want to be healed. Decide you want to be healed. Once you recognize you have a soul wound, you must make a decision that now I want to be healed. Why is this important? Because a lot of soul wounds, you have been with it for a long time. And there are people who grow comfortable with this soul wound. It begins to give you an identity. Am I talking? It begins to give you what? An identity. So that you don't know who you are outside of this. You, can, you don't know who you are. You don't know how to behave if somebody took this away from you. It gives you what? An identity. It is what brings people to you. You know, you, people complain about things, but if they don't want that thing removed really. Because sometimes it gives them sympathy. Am I talking? And they're enjoying the sympathy. So they are complaining, but they are, they are complaining for, not for you to remove, for you to bring sympathy. Say here. There are people who are sick and they don't want to be healed. They don't want. I know I have go, gone to hospitals to pray for people. There are people who say, me, you see, stacky kupona. They don't want. Either because they have given up or because this sickness is now become their identity. Because they have been with it for so long, it has become part of them. They don't know how they would behave if it was not there. But Emmaus had, a, had a, an impairment that became part of his name. So that they started calling him blind, but Emmaus. So he was identified with this impairment. 
So there are people with impairments that they don't want removed because the impairment of them have become one. So even if you pray for them, they they not be healed because they are cooperating with this thing. They don't want it removed. I read stories of people who have been in jail for so long, they don't know how to behave in society. So when they are, uh, if they were arrested at 17, they have spent 13 years in jail. They are now 30. You release this man, things have changed. Maybe they were arrested before mobile phones. Now they see people holding mobile phones. They see things have changed, internet. It's a strange world. They are more used to prison. So they do something quickly that will get them back where? In prison. Why? Because they're used to that life. That is who they are. So however much you pray for such, it's part of them. So you must decide. You want to be? Say, I must decide. I want to be healed. I must make this decision. You must, within yourself, decide, I don't want this. I really don't want it. God heal me. If you have not made this decision, you, you are enjoying the, it's a, a problem, but it's a sweet problem you are enjoying. Say, I must, I must decide to be healed. I must decide, I want to be healed. Do you want to be healed? Do you want to be healed? That's why Jesus didn't assume everybody wants to be healed. He asked the man at the well, do you want to be made? Well, because there are people who are there, but they really don't want to be made. They don't want. What wanakulia, if that is a place they're eating, you know, there are people every day they go to the streets. They make a lot of money. Ah, do you know that? Yeah. Sometimes they make more money than whoever works in offices and stuff. Then you come, you want to heal them. You are taking away food. In the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. Who said I want to rise up and walk? I was asking for money, not to raise up and walk. When I stretch my hand like this, Nilikon Ataka? Pesa, see, mambo ya rise up. I don't want to rise up. I want to remain seated. So you must decide. If you are going to be healed, it means all the justification must go out of the window. Is that okay? You must not say, I am in this space because of this. I am in this space because of this. I am in this. No, 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 no. He said, whatever the reason, I am now walking out. <sighs> so whatever the reason, I am now in the name of I am now in the name of determine within yourself that I'm desirous of healing. Am I talking? Number two, Find safe relationship to work with. Find a what? Find a what? 
most soul wounds have been caused by unsafe relationships. So you must find someone you can trust and someone who has no agenda with you so that you can walk with them. Because you need to have conversations. You need to have what? Conversations. The same way Jesus created a safe environment for this woman to have a conversation. You must also find a safe relationship. Now, this is easier said than done. Why? Because one, it is not very many people who are safe. You have to vet them over time before. You can't just go telling your story to every. It's, safe relationship doesn't mean nosy people. There are people who are nosy who just want to hear your story. Is that okay? They This will hurt you more. Am I talking? If you go spilling beans before nosy people, they just spread your thing and it will hurt you more. Is that okay? So before you open up to anyone, find a safe relationship. Find someone who is safe to talk to. Because you'll have to work with someone. Find a safe. So it is not easy to find a safe relationship, one, because it is not many people who are safe. A lot of people just like Mushane to, to go spread out. Number two, Hurt people tend to <laughs> abundance of the heart is coming out. By the way, please, eh? If you talk up, I don't now uh, start harassing your boyfriend. You see, you're hurting me. You must be hurt. You need therapy. You need help. You are a broken person. No, please. <laughs> Some boyfriends, I know they'll not rest tonight. You see, the way you're behaving, these are all signs of broken person. You, you, you. You must meet PFA. You need, you are broken. You have, you have soul wounds. This uh, white church boyfriends, they're in trouble. They'll be analyzed. Psychoanalysis. I said that not many people were safe. That is number one. Number two, broken people tend to gravitate towards people similar to those who broke them. This thing, the broken thing keep recurring over and over again. Is that okay? So you are broken, somebody broke you, then you go and find an exact same type of person so that you are broken again. Then you find another one. So broken people tend to gravitate naturally towards a similar type of people who broke them. So you must take a conscious decision to break the circle and find a safe person. Because broken people tend to shy away from safe people. They hide their things from safe people. Because safe, a safe person will force you to look at this thing. And you don't want to look at it. It looks bad. So you run away from such and you go to the, the one who says uh, so we dirtify the table and then you feel uh, you are getting some sense of belonging here. When the person people you are running to they are shallow. They are what? They are shallow. 
Either that or they, they are the kind of people who will just break you again and leave you there. Say here. Yeah. So safe people will point you to what you don't want to see. Say, look here. Let us talk. I don't want. Okay, let's talk. Kicking and screaming. You cannot save any money. You want to hang around people who don't save either so that you don't feel guilty. Because if you hang around people who invest and build things, you feel bad about yourself. So you run, run, run with people who say, YOLO. You live only? Uh-huh. Enjoy this thing. Naivasha things. Uh, cost things. Do I possess? Let us chop the money of the boyfriend. Who... <laughs> so you chop the money, chop the money, chop the money. All men are dogs. So we have a kennels for like five of them. <laughs> You're doing dog breeding. Jesus is Lord. So you hang around this kind of people who motivate you not to look at what is crucial for you to look at. I'm teaching good. Okay, I receive. Even if you're not receiving. You're making it difficult for me to teach this thing. So if Papa calls you, say, you, whom are you dating? What are you doing with them? When have you done this, Papa? Some things are personal now. Why? You have a kennel. And you don't want anybody to look at your kennel. It's not about being personal. You are a dog breeder. So you hang around people say, hey, the great. Hey. Nobody can judge me. Only God can judge me. They say, I represent him. You have issues coming. <laughs> He's the one who sent me. Say here. You must find safe relationships. You must find safe relationships. They're not easy to find. And you must really vet them. But you must find them. Mama here is a good one. I recommend safe relationships. Say here. Say I understand. Number three. You must have conversations with yourself. Okay, so you must re-educate your soul. You must re-educate your soul. How do you re-educate your soul? Have a conversation with yourself. Have a conversation with yourself. What kind of conversation do you have with yourself? What triggers this thing in me? Why do I get irrationally angry? What triggers me to break things? Why do I get attracted to bad boys? 
Why can't I just get a nice, God-fearing SPFA who, who is uh, up, up, upcoming financially? <laughs> and settle down like normal people. Why must somebody have a beard kingdom? Livestock's in the beard. Rasta for me to get attracted. What is this? What is this? What is this? Why do I get attracted to one pack when others want six pack? Okay, I'm moving swiftly along. I am moving swiftly. I am moving, I am moving, I am moving. What is this about me? What role do I have to play? What role have I played in my problem? You see, we are quick to blame other people. You see, so this is a man explaining to his wife why he is flirting around. It's, it's, it's them who want me. Me, me. Me, I'm running away. Me. These girls of these days, they are, they are the ones who want me. You know me? Uh, optical nutrition. You should thank God that you have somebody as good as me. I'm sticking here. They want me, all of them, all of them. It's rationalizing. Why? No, you must say, what is it about me that sends the signal that I should be wanted, that I'm available? Why do we quarrel always in this marriage of ours? Why can't we just sit and have a, a conversation? Why must it always end in somebody abusing another one? Why must it always end that now we are not talking to each other? Why can't we just talk and solve a problem from beginning to end without it becoming about my mother? <laughs> and our in-law and the, 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 my brother who's staying with us. What is it? What is it? You must have difficult conversations with yourself. How come you're always lacking money in this house? How come the money I give you to spend for the house, it is never enough? Yet the number of shoes keep increasing and you don't want us to discuss this issue? You don't want us to discuss this issue? How come we feed your mother before you feed us? You don't want to discuss this issue. All your sisters are always coming to us. Now we don't have money. We, don't, we have not paid rent. But your sisters all have new clothes. I must take care of my mother. Yes, but you knew there was your mother when you married me. Did she just fall from heaven today? You must discuss difficult things. Why, you now hate my family? You hate my family? No. I love your family. That's why I'm discussing it. 
If I hated your family, I would be gone long time. The way they are vagabonds, I would have left. Okay, don't say that. <laughs> don't say that, don't say that. You will spoil that conversation. Be nice. <laughs> be nice. Eh? How long will we carry your brother? He's always in and out of jail. All the money we, have, uh, we had saved to build uh, to buy our land is all going to pay bail. When is it time to say, okay, let him go to jail now? And we move on with our life. Is that okay? You must have difficult conversations. You must re-educate. You must analyze your soul and find out the triggers. I used to know a lady in Mombasa. She came to me, she had an issue. If she sees a bug, she stops thinking. You can be walking down with her like this. And you look, you find you left too cold. They are looking at bugs and everything and everything. She can't leave that place without buying a bag. It was a spiritual gift. Okay, sp spiritual attack, whatever, man. She sees a bag like this, all the world stops until she buys one. Now you are married to such. You are saving up for school fees of your son. You find 20 bags in the house. You must have difficult conversations. Do we eat bags? Is it bags you must now live on? It's a true story. The lady had a, an addiction to bags. Say, I must analyze my soul and find my triggers. And find my triggers. When you first started the ministry, before every service, I would get this irrational anger. I have overcome since then. It would just come and attack. Bah! I would feel, Ay. So either you are attacked two ways. Most men of God are attacked two ways before ministry. I saw Paula White had written something. She said, before ministry and after ministry, she has to lock herself in a room with a lady. Because the last that comes on her, if there's nobody and the room is not locked, she'll mess. So the thing attacks you so much so that the, you, you'll do something and you don't go for service. You understand? So she locks herself. She, she has analyzed her soul and she locks herself. She, gets, she takes her soul captive. <coughs> she locks herself with another woman so that the other woman keeps a conversation what, what, and the thing disappears. Is that okay? My own was anger. I would get angry. At anything, I would get so annoyed. I'm like, when the battle is going on in the spirit because of the service, I feel, I feel so angry until I feel it here. I feel, oh, I'm, I'm about to beat somebody now, now. <laughs> Everything is annoying. So we discussed with the wife. I said, at that time, please, uh, because <laughs> there's a, so the, the, those days we used to go to Kampala a lot. She said, no, it has come, it has come, okay. 
Umekujua. Leave the boundary. Why? I analyze myself and I don't, hey, before every service and immediately this thing comes. And I don't want to spoil my relationships because of a spiritual thing. So I must stay away until the thing dissipates. These days I'm okay. God, God saved me. I think she prayed a lot. Actually, it shifted for a while and now it started coming on her. Then I realized, eh, Nivo? <laughs> it is like that, eh? eh? It is what it is. <laughs> it is what it is. So we give space. Then we overcame this thing. Say here. So you must analyze yourself. If I can get that attack, you also get some attack somewhere. You must know what triggers this thing. What triggers this thing? There are some people, they swear they will never take another bottle of alcohol. They swear it when they are broke. <laughs> the first money to enter their hand, you find they somewhere, Pewa! <laughs> the world is good. <laughs> you ask them what about the vow you are making before God and altar nini, nini, say, why, why are you bringing me problems enjoy life <laughs> until they finish the money then anointing comes again they <laughs> say oh Lord <laughs> our present help in time of trouble <laughs> There are people before blessing here, they can swear anything. Papa, just pray for me. When I get breakthrough, the thing I'm going to do for this church, I just look at them. Because they're not human beings. The moment the blessing comes, Papa, you know, I've been planning to come, but I follow online, I follow online, I follow online. Why? Breakthrough has now arrived. Say, understand. Say, I must analyze my soul. I must know my triggers. I must take steps to mitigate or avoid those triggers. And to close. Number four, avoid offense and bitterness. Avoid offense and bitterness. That's self-explanatory. Avoid offense and bitterness. Don't allow the situation to cause you now to enter into offense or to enter into bitterness. When you become bitter, the grace of God is short-circuited in your life. It doesn't work for you. You've given the enemy a foothold when you start to become bitter about the situation. Let's look at the prayer prayer points. The Bible says in the book of Leviticus chapter 17, I think verse 11, it says the blood has been given for an atonement for your soul. The blood of Jesus has been given to make atonement for your soul. 
Leviticus 17, 11, for the life of the flesh is in the blood, and I have given it to you upon the altar to make atonement for your souls. So if you have, after you have identified a soul wound, you must actively apply the blood of Jesus upon it. You must actively apply the blood of Jesus upon it. The blood of Jesus will not work for you because it is the blood of Jesus. No, the blood of Jesus will work for you when you apply it. The fact Jesus shed his blood doesn't mean the blood of Jesus will come to your life. You must deliberately pick that blood and apply it where you want it to be applied. God told the children of Israel, take the blood of the lamb and apply upon the door. So whoever killed the lamb and the blood flowed but didn't apply the blood still got affected. Is that okay? So the blood must be applied. It will not work just because it was shed. You must be the one to recognize that it was shed for you. Take it and do what? Apply it where you need it. The blood has been given to you to make atonement for your soul. So the blood removes the sin or the cause of the wound. But you must also apply the power of the Holy Spirit, the dunamis power. The dunamis power to strengthen you in the inner man, to remove the wound, to remove the consequences of the wound. You must apply the blood to remove the cause of the wound. You must apply the power of the Holy Spirit to remove the consequences of the wound. Then you shall go free in Jesus' name. I say you shall go free in Jesus' name. Exodus 12, 17 says that they shall take some of the blood and put it on the two doorposts on the lintel and on the lintel of the houses where they eat it. The blood only protects you when it is applied. The power of the Holy Spirit will reverse what the enemy was doing in your life and will deliver you. The Bible says in the book of Acts chapter 10 verse 38, it says, How God anointed Jesus Christ with the Holy Spirit and with power who went about doing good and healing all who are afflicted of the enemy because the Lord was with him. The book of Isaiah chapter 53 says, Jesus carried our grief and bore our sorrows. Some versions say, Jesus carried our grief. Grief is to do with the soul. Jesus carried our grief and he bore our sorrows. So the same way you believe God for physical healing, you must believe God for spiritual and soul healing. Jesus carried our griefs. So if you're feeling grief in the soul, just like Jesus bore your, the, 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 your sickness by his stripes, Jesus also carried that grief. And through that legal transaction that he did, you are qualified to get healing for your soul. Jesus carried our griefs 
and they bore away our sorrows. That's why we don't mourn like the wild mourns. We have a hope, and that hope is in Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Say, Jesus carried my grief. He bore my sorrows. Isaiah 53, 4 says, Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. So he didn't just carry away our sicknesses. He also carried away our sorrows and griefs. Part of the anointing of Jesus Christ is to bind the brokenhearted. The word bind means to put a bandage, not to tie up, to put a bandage on, to put healing on the broken hearted, to bind. He said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to bind the broken hearted. So where you have been broken hearted, where you have been rejected, where you have been mistreated, where you have grief and you have sorrow, the anointing of Jesus is qualified to remove that and to heal you. That's why you apply his blood and you apply his anointing. Surely, born our griefs and carried our sorrows. Can you put Luke, I think chapter 4, verse from verse 16. He has anointed me to bind the broken hearted. Our lives are changing today in Jesus' name. I said our lives are changing today in Jesus' name. Look for 18. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. That's number one. He has sent me to heal the broken hearted. So part of the healing mission of Jesus is not just to heal our bodies, but also to heal our souls. To heal our hearts. To proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind. To set at liberty those who are oppressed. Verse 19. To proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Celebrate Jehovah. 